Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Was it fun? Huge fun. I mean, huge fun. It was one of those rare movies where everybody you're working with is talented and warm and friendly, and you've got a story that's so unexpected and so odd that constantly twisting and taking it by surprise, but it's great to do. I loved it. The press all goes around doing Fran's laugh whenever we're interviewing her. Do now, you? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Everybody goes around going, uh, you know, I do it the worst of anybody. But on the set, would people, would people have fun with her that way? Um, no. <laughs> oh, I on. was the only one that could do that. The, the, the next day that they're doing uh, teaching and, and uh, the president wants to sit in on it because uh, he's, he's smitten with her, let's be honest. For the plot. Yeah, for the plot. And uh, he says, why aren't you learning about Shakespeare? And that's where Dalton's real accent comes out, because he's an old Shakespearean actor. Yeah, he's like, why aren't you learning about Shakespeare? Yeah, he's yeah. got to say it. He can't help himself. It comes out. She's like, wow, we've been learning Romeo and Juliet. Except she made them watch West Side Story, because she's common. And it's funnier if she shows yeah. them that. But she is right. It is, you know, it is better than like having to watch some dry, mm. you know, because it is the same thing. Have you done Shakespeare? I haven't professionally. I'm not very good at it, really. But a drama school. I do school. appreciate it. Yeah, I did, you have mm. to do it a lot of drama school, but mm. that's what the tradition's kind of rooted in in this country is you do a lot of Shakespeare and walking around the room. You know my favourite Shakespeare, don't you? I don't know. We've only just met, so sure, we're sure. learning a lot. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, my, my favourite Shakespeare is it's the best of Shakespeare. The, the best of Shakespeare? Yeah. Is that his greatest hits it's album? My favourite one, yeah. <laughs> definitely. It starts off what do with, they put um, on that album? Well, you got you got the classics, like yeah. R&J, as I call it. Uh-huh. you got Taming of the Shrew. Mm-hmm. you got Hamlet, mm-hmm. Macbeth, and um, you only get five in there. The other one's... Um, West Side Story. Yeah. Sorry, no, Romeo and Juliet, but with um, Leo and um, Baz Luhrmann. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, there's there have been so many um, adaptations that really are just Shakespeare, like 10 Things I Hate About You is just Taming of the Shrew. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm actually watching an amazing show at the moment hmm. that's all about a Shakespearean drama troupe in Canada. Yeah. And if you're interested in kind of acting in the actor's life, I would say that, that is probably... I've only watched the first series. My friend just recommended it to me. 
It's called oh. Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows, okay. Yeah, and I'd really recommend it if you're interested in the real actor's life. Because well, other than with Hale and I, I'd say it's probably the best representation I've seen. Okay, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I am, because when I grow up, I do want to be an actor. You can do it. Yeah, I definitely can, easily. The only thing I worry about is learning lines. Yeah, I mean, I worry about that now too, because I'm not as... Um, it doesn't come as naturally to me as it did when I was a bit younger. But you must be taught that in drama school as well. No, you just kind of have to muddle your way through it. I mean, I, I'm lucky because words have never really been a problem with for me, but other than when I just said that sentence. But yeah, sure. um, for like a lot of my friends and stuff who are dyslexic and stuff, it is yeah. really challenging um, and they have to put a lot of effort in to be able to um, learn stuff. So yeah. it's hard. Well, you know, I suppose if you can't cut it, then you maybe you shouldn't do it. That's all my advice to you. Or just say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that is, I'll yeah. tell you, mate, mm. that is what 90% of the best actors do. And they call it because improv, you can get away with it. Mm. Yeah, unless you're in the theatre, you can get away with it. Mm. Um, I don't do it because I don't you're like to get in trouble. No, I just don't like to get in trouble, um, mm. probably to my detriment sometimes. Because um, sometimes it is good to ad-lib, I think. Sometimes it would be better if you ad-lib rather than doing what they've written. <laughs> it certainly the... would be in the case of this film that we're talking about. Oh, yeah, I bet there's no ad-libbing in this. No. Definitely not. They said exactly what was on the page, and that oh. was the problem. Did you see that um, she wanted Kevin Kline for this role of the I did, president? yeah. Uh, but then in the end, apparently, she was really happy that she got Dalton because she said he had great comedy timing. I think you can see that they are... There's not no warmth between them, but I no. think it's the warmth of friends. Mm. You don't believe that they want to fuck. No. At all. No. Well, I suppose if they got really drunk. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. They put that in the film. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'd well, watched that. That should have been the scene where they got together. They both just got plastered. Yeah, yeah, and just did it round the back of the pub. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I don't know. Yeah, something. I like mean, that. what's really sad is that she. I mean, when I watched this, I assumed that this was some kind of role that she was brought into and told that it would be amazing and yeah. all that kind of shit that usually yeah. happens. But she produced this film. Yeah, it was her idea. It's not a. It's not a bad idea to update that and to have it have that particular dynamic but it's just the plot isn't believable so it just doesn't you know what would have made this film better go on as if he was a monkey <laughs> and that uh, by the end of the film kind of like beauty and the beast and by the end of the film he turns into a man yeah i hadn't thought it through but she could test her makeup out on him and it well that's what i thought you would be like that film you told me about dunson checks in oh yeah 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 because they should have said we want that monkey guy to do our monkey love film yeah and they they could have got dunston mm he was probably free i can't imagine it's that busy if you're an orangutan i don't know in the 90s there were lots of um oh wait he directed that what dunson checks in no, he directed The Beautician and the Beast, the guy who directed Dunstan Checks In. Do you know this? And you were yes. just trolling me. No, 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 he oh, did. You were yeah. oh, okay. He See, I both. wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. Yeah. Now I'm on board. Now you're Didn't on. do my research. No, well, that's why I told you. This is from the director of <laughs> Dunstan Checks In. I see, I see. I don't know where I was when you said that. Maybe the internet cut out. Maybe the internet cut out. Oh, Maybe yeah. the internet. I, I'm middle-aged, I don't know, sort of thing. <laughs> um, I'm a Generation X 
person. Mm. I feel neither highs nor lows. I'm the lost generation. You'll get there. Oh, I know. Don't give up hope. Are you talking about death? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always talking about death. Well, That's who, my secret. Who isn't? Are you a goth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. It wasn't my choice. Mm. I didn't choose this life. I, people people would pick me out as being a goth even if I turned up in like full, a full pink tracksuit. I realised that at school Yeah. when I was just always the goth, regardless of what I was wearing. Well, I imagine you and Helen when you do your um, bitching podcast. Do you remember that viral mm-hmm. video that came out a few years ago? Those two goths saying Happy New Year. Hey, so I'm Raven, your acid bath princess of the darkness. And I'm Tara. And we're sitting here in Tara's room, rocking out to MCR and celebrating 2009 or the new year. Which we don't really understand why people are making such a big deal about it because really one more year is one more year that everyone's closer to death. No, I never saw that one. Oh, I'll have to send it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, send it to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, it, that, is, that is very me. It's not very Helen. No, sure, sure. Helen is the, the joy and sunshine mm. in my life and kind of the relentless optimist and I'm the harbinger of death really she wouldn't scare my children that's for sure no she wouldn't no. she would be she would be very nice to your kids she might steal them because she is very broody right she she wouldn't scare no. them she's welcome to them um <laughs> now this is when <clears throat> they had the romeo and juliet conversation because obviously it chimes nicely with the daughter's problems and mm-hmm. uh he says you know that um the problem with uh juliet is that because he believes that the children took things into their own hands and they should have listened to their parents, and they'd still be alive. And you know what? He's right. Yeah, I guess technically. So they wouldn't have killed themselves, would they? No. Certainly not in that I mean, stupid the... way they did it. No, yeah. I mean, it, admittedly a simplistic reading of yeah. Romeo and Juliet, but it does tell us something about his character. You know, so you know what, Tilly? Sometimes we, sometimes we hear what we want to hear. Mm. Sometimes we read what we want to read. That's projection. It is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and she was using a projector when they were having their lessons. <laughs> um, he goes out to a crowd like Mussolini and announces that the leader of the rebellion has been arrested and is being kept in the dungeons. And does the that dungeons. hand. Yeah, he does that hand wave thing and the crowd go mad and then he walks off. Yeah. And then she goes out and does it as well and they all go mad. And then he turns to her and goes, She turns to him and says, I always wanted to do that. I can't Didn't that, mind this bit. Really? Yeah, but I mean, again, it's just like if this was that bit was in a different film, I might yeah. have enjoyed it. But yeah, it's in that film, so I don't enjoy it. But you, I think you don't. It's what you were saying earlier about it being unearned. I think you earn that moment mm. if you those two have had this tryst for about an hour. Yeah, and they've like had any kind of conversation about what the people think of him. Yes, why he is the way he is. Mm. What is going on in your country? Yeah. Why are you like this? Why are you so? closed off you know or you know what have this moment at the very end of this film yeah because then you could that's her being all cheeky to him and him being oh i love you Mm. all that sort of thing but doing it there just feels a bit weird it feels like a a weird skit moment that doesn't belong there or you could have like a really nihilistic version of this film where she joins him and they just murder people together and that's the point of the film no i'd love that i'd love it would be better than this film it would she could be like holding people down while he cuts their heads off yeah Awesome. I mean, that would involve her having a personality, so that's I don't true. think that's going to happen. She could do that laugh she does while people are getting their throats yeah. slit. I mean, God bless her. She's so beautiful. Like, she's so stunning. And, like, mm. she does have real, like, comedy chops, but... 
Have you? It's have, just zinger, zinger, zinger without yeah, any like yeah. emotion. You've seen Spinal Tap. I have. Yes. Yeah, do you, do you recognise from Spinal Tap? I don't. Who is she in Spinal Tap? She's the Polydor. It's been a long time since I saw it. Ah, she's the Polydor Records lady who tells them they can't have the black album cover. Uh, uh, right, yeah, and, yeah. and about having the smell the glove thing I can't yeah. remember what her name is in it she's got a funny name she's the one working for Patrick McNee before he says tap into America um, but yeah so she's been around for a while she's not young at this point but as you say she looks fabulous oh yeah she's gorgeous mm. stunning and it's good it's, it's good that a, a, a woman I mean I'm not saying she's old but in Hollywood terms I'm assuming they'd see her as elderly um, she's got well, her own... yeah I mean she's in her 30s yeah, yeah. Which in Hollywood you may as well be seventy. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's testament to her popularity that this was made. Yeah, I mean, um, no, no one went to see it, but it's testament to her popularity. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. Have you seen Miss Congeniality? Yes. Yeah, because I think Sandra Bullock's character in that probably mm. owes a lot to Fran Drescher. I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. But this is where we get the the lovely flirting scene. I bet you liked this as a lady. Which one was this? This is where he's she's up at night making herself a sandwich. Oh god. And what he's was the up joke at night? where she hi- she hides the mayonnaise. I don't understand. And it's that. not funny. It's not funny. Well, she hides the mayonnaise because he's at heart attack age. Yeah, and but I mean they're having a massive sandwich with turkey. Yeah. I, I, this is so disappointing because I fucking love scenes like this. Mm. I, I live for shit like this mm. when two people are up late and they yeah. shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Great. What a great mm. moment for a scene. Mm. And it's still boring. It is, I'm afraid. Unforgivable. It is because all that happens is she makes him a sandwich and gives it to him. And he confesses to her that his country's broken. His country's yeah, and he literally says that. He touches yeah. his sam- the sandwich mm. and then says, my country is broke. Mm. which is the worst line ever. Yeah. But there is smiling and laughing, and then he confesses that he, he misses his dead wife and that he never appreciated her when she was alive. And they, they kind of nearly kiss, and then he says, I better go to bed. And then she... Got an early meeting. Got an early Here meeting. Go. That's it. But then she's, she sees him go into his very young son's room. His son's probably about two, three, mate. Probably mm-hmm. about three. And you see him pick him out of bed, put him on his lap and cradle him and kiss him on the head. See, he's actually a lovely man underneath all this. Suddenly, and for no reason. Yeah. And then the next day, this is the tonal problems we were mentioning, he takes her to a special place where he slaughtered his first cow. I mean, one of the most incomprehensible bits in this film is when she introduces him to a peasant, Mm. and the peasant is rude to him. Yeah. He's the fucking president. He's going to fucking head off you'd be like oh. oh glorious leader hello but this bit did what make me laugh what can I do for you yeah because it's so ridiculous because the, he can't think of what to say to that peasant so he just points mm. and goes I killed my first cow there <laughs> that made me laugh might I, try that on a date I'm going to try this line on a date because then <laughs> he comes around the corner after a sort of montage bit and says what a nice man that hermit was I didn't know I had a hermit brilliant Great stuff. Yeah, and she says you should, we should stop talking to people now because now he can't get enough of talking to people, Tilly. He's just, he's just a people What person. is the opinion on Timothy Dalton as Bond? Is, well, he, is he good? Is he bad? A lot Who of people uh, don't really like him. He's my favourite, personally. Oh, okay. But I am How an is idiot. he your favourite? Because uh, he's so different. He was, the reason people like Daniel Craig now is this, this is what Dalton was doing when he came along. He was very hard and 
hard-nosed and steely and would deal out a lot of violence and action. Yeah. He wasn't all about the quips and everything like that. He was was a man. Yeah, he was a proper man. He was proper... Proper Bond from the novels, like Daniel Craig is, mm. and uh, a lot of people at the time were like, "Well, no, I liked it when he was Roger Moore." He was silly. Mm. Ham Shank, as my mum says. Ham Shank. He's fucking great in Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Have you talked about Hot Fuzz on here? No, I'd like to. Oh, you should. Such mm. a good film. He's great. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> yeah. No, I love Dalton. I love him. Um, so this is, I'm quite happy that I've seen this now because this is one of the only films of his I haven't seen. He is charming, even mm. though it is really bad. Yeah. He'd win you over. Oh, yeah. Mm. But that's not saying much. That's true. Uh, <clears throat> so then he takes her to a factory because he won't admit he's lost. So they go to the factory and he shakes mm. everyone's hands in the factory and Joy tells him, and then Joy starts saying to the other workers, you know, you, and the other one worker goes, oh, we're going to be here late now. And she goes, oh, you'll get paid overtime. And he goes, what's overtime? And then she unionises all she the She unionises them. Yeah, she's not happy about it. He says, you had no right to unionise them. Uh, but she don't care because she's got all the sass in wherever they are. Yeah, and she's suddenly a committed socialist and it's like, okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. She starts singing, oh, Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. Uh, but she, uh, as she gets home and Dalton storms off in a bit of a tiz, she then gets accosted by the, the oldest daughter again and says, look, can you help me go and see my rebellion leader fella that's in the dungeon and she says oh fine after a bit of protest but she goes down there and i reckon there's a lot of this cut out you know because when they go down there there's a jailer sitting outside the jail who's asleep and it's played by vincent chevalier who's the ghost in ghost who lives on the train you know get off my train i don't you're not seeing ghost uh what is that the the, the patrick swayze with... film yeah 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 I've ha- i have seen it at, like mm. christmas on telly but i haven't I haven't seen it seen it do you know uh, what i mean I've, yeah I've, it's been on tv and I've, we've all been in the room but... sure well vincent yeah. chevalier was a proper actor who was very good and to have him in this film for literally a cameo where he's just sitting in the background of a shot oh so he was definitely it must have been a he should have been in it and yeah. his part must have been cut i think so yeah um, so the next day... I'm just reading about him now. Oh, yeah. Oh, what an interesting guy. Oh, he was great. And he's in a Bond film. Which one? Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh. He's the one who says, I could shoot you from Stuttgart. And it was still a suicide. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just sat in the background of the shot when they go to the jail. And he, I think he's asleep. And I just saw him and I thought, oh, he'll be in this later doing something. And you never see him and again. And then he's not. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. I think there's a subplot there missing. But the next day, she says to Timothy, uh, Timothy Dalton, the president, because he's upset about the factory wanting to have a union. She says, you know what? We should sort your hair out and, and, and trim your sideburns. Yeah, it seems like a priority right now. It does. It does. But then she yeah. cuts off his moustache because she says that it makes him look less like a beast. And also, as she's doing that, much the same way as your hairdresser will ask you what you're doing at the weekend or something. She says, you know what? You should have a party instead of a summit with all the world leaders. And, because you know what, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Mm-hmm. And you should make let that lev- revolutionary lad go. Because that will make you more like a statesman than a dictator. Yeah. It's so he, all unearned. All unearned. But then he stands yeah. up without the moustache. What did you think with him without the moustache? Oh, smoke show. Mm. Yeah, because he even does a couple of little blue steels into the mirror, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but he says, you know what? That's a great idea. We're going to have a party. And you know what? Because she says that he is smart, charming, and sexy. Mm-hmm. And he says, we will have the party. And you will organize it because you are smart, charming, and sexy. Yeah, this was... It was... Again, it would have been good in a different film. Mm. In a film that had earned this scene, it would have been a fine scene that mm. did move the plot along and had some character within it. But... yeah. It's not, so... No, because then the next day all the food arrives that she's organised and it's all mm-hmm. frozen food. Yeah. It's frozen egg rolls. I mean, it's going to be a shit party. This is going to be like one of those mm-hmm. Iceland adverts with Peter Andre. Yeah, although to be honest, I do I do like Iceland. Do you? Yeah. Oh, dear. It's all frozen. So you're... you're it keeps for ages. You could be in this remake of this. I mean, I don't... I, I'm not sure who I would play. I You'd think be I Joy Miller. Play. No, I think I'd be um, what's his face the 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 dictator's assistant. Ira. What's the name of yeah, I'd be Ira. Ian McNeese. Yeah, I'd be Ian McNeese. That's who I'd be. <laughs> All right. Well, it's a kind of gender flip, twenty first century thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you could also competent assistant. That's why, kind of. Why don't we I'd flip like it all go. the way around and have the dictator as a lady? Yeah. And the beautician be a man, but you know, just to why flip not? it over. Yeah. Or why not? Forget that this was ever made. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's do that. Let's definitely do that. I always wanted to do that. It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine that anyone's binge-watched this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests helped me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I always wanted to do that. Um, now, uh, the chef says to her, you know, you wanted to ch- have chicken for dinner. I've got the chicken. Yeah. It turns out it's a live one. 
Mm-hmm. And then she says, oh, well, you'll have to kill it. Classic she, gag. Classic gag. She asks everyone to leave. And this is why I don't understand how they've done this. The chicken says, she says to the chicken, don't you want to die for your president? The chicken walks backwards, gets into a pot and then starts crying. Yeah, kind of might be quite profound it might in be another quite, film. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to know how they achieved this. Because it looked to me like the chicken kind of got in the pot and then maybe the underneath the table they just lowered the pot so it looks like it sat down. Train chickens. Train chickens. I didn't know you could train a chicken. I think you can train anything. Do you reckon? You try hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're the actor. <laughs> and then the next day, the PM is not impressed with anything that the president's done. The president comes in wearing his Yves Saint Laurent suit. Uh, he's now wearing Rolnecks. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. And instead of his hair being out mad all over the place like he's been electrocuted, it's now all nicely sort of flattened and gelled. Mm-hmm. And he's looking very suave. He is. And he says, you know what, we're not going to close the factory or do anything. We're going to give the people what they want. Because Joy Miller says a happy worker works harder, which is an interesting thought. And then the Prime Minister says, Mr. President, this is a recipe for disaster. And what does the President say? Oh, God, I don't remember. He says, talk to the hand. Ah, of course he does. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. But anyway, don't worry, we're near the end. Joy mm-hmm. goes in a room to get changed, and the president comes in for a massage. Yeah, and then she acts, she ends up massaging him. She has to pretend to be a man masseuse. But she gets she a bit carried away with... She just walk out. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, pr- pr- maybe the actual masseuse would get shot. Mm. Um, but she ends up like massaging his buttocks quite a lot, to the point where he has to stop and... Because he's not seeing who's doing it, he has to stop and going, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but he confesses that to the masseuse that he fancies her. He then does an impression of her and her laugh. So she pinches mm-hmm. him, and uh, yeah, he has to. He confesses that he actually does have feelings for her. Again, it's just like taking all the tension out of the relationship and not mm-hmm. like he should confess that to her in person. Yes, You're right. In an attempt to drum up any kind of sexual chemistry, but. They know that they don't have that, so that instead they just do this. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad they did, because you know what? I was, I was with them. <laughs> I was with them all the way. I, yeah. wanted, I wanted them to be happy. Because mm. he gives her a dress and some I jewelry. think you want Timothy Dalton to be happy. I, I do, yeah. Yeah. I do. I don't care who he's banging, as long as he's happy. <laughs> um, so she arrives at the party dressed like a princess. And then she confesses to him, look, i got to tell you something. And by the way, did you notice she's got like a proper widow's peak? It kept distracting me. Mm. Um, but that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I love a widow's peak. Yeah, I do. In general. I mean, gen- so it's lovely to see it on a woman. You only usually see it on vampires. Mm. It was a very vampiric look with it the was. headdress and the... Yeah. yeah. Sensual. Like that I mean, massage. She looks great. She does. Yeah. Uh, she's also a natural with kids and people, but she tells him that uh, she's not a teacher, she's a beauty technician. And he's, and he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> well, he basically pretends to be outraged. You're telling me? And he goes, that's a great thing. You're the best teacher we've ever had. And then they dance. Yeah, so it's like the, confl- the conflict in the film never existed, really. No, not really. But then we get a bit of conflict here because the new child runs out of the party. She chases him. And that's what the Prime Minister says, that we know all about you meeting secretly with that prisoner and we're yeah. going to get you arrested for treason if you don't stop mm. poking your nose in. 
Mm. And then the president, who's talked to the prime minister, the prime minister's convinced him that we shouldn't release that rebellion guy because it'll make you look weak. It only takes one prisoner to make you look weak. So he does a big speech, and then he bottles, saying this guy's getting released. And she says to him... Um, and we don't know why he's bottled it. We no. Don't well, he's just, li- he's just listened to yeah. the Prime Minister, I think. But it's never really made that clear, no. No. It's never... No one's motivations are ever explained or examined in any great detail. No. Or what, any, what anyone wants is never made particularly clear. No. No. I mean, the, clear, the, the only person who's got a clear motivation on this is her mother... He wants her to have a boyfriend. Wants her to get a boyfriend. And has got and her enough. umbilical cord. At least cord that would her. be some direction mm. for the film. Mm. So she confesses to the Prime Minister that she's been taking... Sorry, to the President, that she's been taking the daughter down to meet the guy in the um, dungeon. And he gets yeah. really pissed off. And then he tells her that... I can't remember what he says, but then she says, you you know what? You are a beast. Mm. Mm. And then she leaves and flies back to New York. And after that, there's a little montage of him not being able to really cope anymore. He's wandering around. He still knows everybody's names, though. He still says hello to everybody. But now he's got, like, five o'clock shadow and he looks a bit disheveled. And it turns out the Prime Minister is now kind of running everything, signing executive orders on his behalf. And then your mate, Ira, who you want to be, because you like him so much. I do. He speaks to the Prime Minister and says, you know what, I'm not sure you should be signing things on the Prime Minister's behalf, particularly the factory, because they're doing well now and the Prime Minister's like well the President's basically gone mad so I'm, I'm going to do this now and then he says what do you think if the President found out and he says he's not going to find out and it turns out the President's right outside the whole time and he walks he in he outside the whole time the whole time and he walks in and he says you know what I'm not going to send troops into the factory because productivity's up 30% since we gave them what they wanted and then he says in fact you're under arrest for treason because you know what you earn respect which is what Joy told him earlier yeah, again, it should be touching, and it's not. Yeah, it's not at all. But talking of touching, Joy's back home in New York, uh, and it's her birthday. Why doesn't she have any friends? Because she's horrible. She has no friends. Because she smells. It's really... It's mm. just a collection of her parents' friends. It's really weird. It's really depressing. Did they just run out of, like, the budget for actors at I this don't point? know, because their mum says, we have not, we're giving you a secret party... And yeah, it's just loads of tiny old people show up. I mean, fair enough. Mm. Not, nothing wrong with that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that for my birthday party. Probably more than would come to mind. They'd probably more be on my way, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And her mum gives her a Blockbuster card for her birthday. Yeah. So God, she, I miss Blockbuster. Yeah, don't we all? Mm. Wow. So she goes out on her doorstep to cry, and then she's handed a gold-plated box of tissues. So it's either her, the president, or it's a Trump. Yeah, and where has he got these? There's no car around. Well, there's probably one round the corner. It's just... It could have just been a handkerchief. Why did it need to be a, a gold-plated yeah. box? No, it, didn't. it could have just been a simple man's handkerchief. Could have been, yeah. Should have been. Why weren't you working on this film? I don't know. No. I don't know. Is it because you were four? Yes. Yes. But that shouldn't have stopped me. <laughs> no, it's true. If anything, I'm blaming you for this. Yeah. But he turns up and he says, look, the boy's been released. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a re-election in, sp- in the spring because one of her problems was that there was no democracy in the country. Yeah, so what he says is that I'm going to hold free and fair... Uh, I'm going to hold free elections. Yeah. So, I mean, 
how is this in any way romantic? Oh, you had me at free at It's because he's listened to her at last. Yeah. Because she was right. And then he says, I love you. And I can't live another day without you. And then they kiss. And then that's the end of the film. That is the end of the film, literally. I was thinking, oh, there's going to be like an epilogue where they go back to their country and uh, everything's no, slightly different No, because they know now. they've worn us out. They know mm. they can't do any more because it's so bad. Well, I wanted the they peasants... They know we don't want to see it. I wanted the peasants to be on, um, like, quad bikes saying, hang ten, dude, and stuff like that. Yeah, and then to, like... I don't know. Well, I didn't want to see it anymore. I'm no, lying. True. I was quite happy when it ended. I was relieved. I was so relieved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do feel like I learned a lot, so... I mean, would you put this in the sort of top ten of rom-coms? That we need to make sure don't exist in the next <laughs> generation. I yeah. mean, that yeah, they get sealed in concrete and dumped to the north. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We put every copy we have and burn it. Hmm. So what, yeah. do you, what do you think the gold standard is of rom-com? Of rom-coms? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I mean, my favourite... I really like teen comedies. Like, okay. Ten Things I Hate About You is probably my favourite, but mm. that's because Heath Ledger is just amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends what you class as a, as a rom-com, because I think so many great sitcoms have been built around mm. specific romances or even great dramas have been built around mm. specific romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think it's a bit unfair when kind of the, the genre gets a bit unfairly derided, I think, when a lot of the time it is a romance that catches people's attention because, mm. of course, it is because we're all human and we're all interested in that aspect of our lives. So Yeah. You know, I really did go into this film really wanting to have a good, silly time and not, you know, think too much about it. Um, other other rom-coms that I love, I love Miss Congeniality, although I guess it's not technically a rom-com, but it is oh, kind of... My, my favourite's um, When Hallie Met Sally. Yeah, that is a, a mm. classic, yeah. for sure. Have you seen Legally Blonde? Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's again, it's not... There is a romance in it, but it's not all about the romance. Yeah, no, I'd say it's um, a rom-com, then. yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I quite enjoyed this one, if I'm honest. Did you? Yeah. What did you... I mean, it wasn't like... It wasn't... It, I think what I really found upsetting about it was that I just wanted to be... I love a, a bad... I love a good bad film mm. not a bad good film yeah. do you know what I mean I do either. it's like yeah. it's like I, I I was having to do work as I was watching it to be oh, like, am absolutely. I understanding everything and yeah. I don't I want to just switch my brain off mm-hmm. and enjoy the trash and yeah. I didn't I didn't feel like I'd really got to do that with this because I was like hang on that and now they're in this underground club and I'm meant to be okay with that and then yeah. just I don't know who these characters are, but it's not the worst thing ever made. And no. They, they tried. It's it's a film of moments rather than being a good film, I think. Yeah. It's got some mo- uh, scenes in it where I was like, oh, that's quite fun, but the most of it I was quite bored. Yeah. Hmm. And I do sympathise with, like, just wanting to make something and it be nice. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's my instinct a lot of the time when I'm writing is just, oh, I can't be bothered confronting anything. Mm-hmm. real or true or honest but you do have to even when you're writing something that 
is called the beautician and the beast. You still mm. have to say something about what it is to be a person. And if you don't do that, well, then people aren't going to connect to what you've made. And how really. can you truly love a monkey? <laughs> really? Now that I would have watched. Well, Tilly, thank you so much My pleasure. for joining me in Eastern Europe. I was um, happy to be there. Yeah, and, and thank God we got out before everyone was shot. Yeah. Not in a filmmaking sense, but in <laughs> bullets. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye bye. Bye. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.